This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Hello, hello. Another day of crazy shit from Salt Lake City. Let's start. I mean, there's really no way to put it. It's just comedic relief anytime I'm watching Salt Lake. I I hate saying I laugh out loud because I think because of like people use overusing LOL, like it makes it take away from it. So I like to say I audibly laugh at Salt Lake City. Like I will be sitting in my bed, just me watching this. And I'm laughing like it's not even like in my head. I'm thinking it's funny. I'm like, huh? Like, I don't even notice it. it just comes out of my mouth. Lisa Barlow being banned from a tanning salon. Coming from someone who worked at a tanning salon in college, shout out Tanrio in Columbia, Missouri, if it's still kicking. It probably isn't. Um, but it would take a lot to get banned. Like we nobody breaks the rules of tanning more than the employees that like work at tanning places. Well, clearly she was being a bitch. So yeah. that person just used their power, their retail store power, yeah. all they could have, and like banned her ass. I just thought it was funny because although not shocking to me, it was also like a funny anecdote that I would have not expected from Lisa Barlow. But also I'm not like shocked by it. I'm kind of surprised she shared it. But I think what's so funny is she was asking Meredith, where, she's like, where do you go? Where do you get your spray tans? Where do you tan? And I think it's because she's like on the hunt for a new one. And she was like, oh, I can't go to there. I'm I'm banned. And then I think it's funny that John's like, well, I guess I have to cancel my membership too. I, do so you think funny. she's going into like one of those like. No, I would imagine she's getting spray tanned. But also Lisa Barlow could like lay off the tanning in my yeah. opinion. Like, Well, you do need an appointment if you're going to do like a custom airbrush tan. Like if you're going into the machine, I don't know. I feel like it, like unless you were like like a total bitch, I feel like they would let you go in like close to closing, but like, yeah, like you have to have an appointment if someone's going to spray you. I think she could dial it back just like a smidge. Like she's, yeah. it depends on like what she has on. And I think the makeup is like what makes it seem like it's a little much, yeah. but I digress. Let's talk about Whitney's horrible acting. So we and Monica <laughs> have a get together and basically Whitney's taking the opportunity to tell Monica, like, I don't know what you're like as a friend, but based on what I've seen, with your treatment of Angie K and Meredith, I don't know that I'd want to be really good friends with you. I'm hesitant about this friendship. And Monica called her out. I was like, well, isn't that what good friends do? Like what you're doing right now is you're calling me out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm honestly with Monica there. I think Whitney, I don't know what production, what notes they gave her why they may have made her like the mover and shaker. Like we have Tamara and OC who clearly is which we'll talk more about, but clearly, like, just moving and shaking, right? Yeah, yes. I 
No, I completely agree. I, um, I don't know. I do. I agree. Like I, Whitney is like her acting is so bad. And later on, like we see it like really bad acting and, and it, like coupled with her, the most like bizarre accent ever. It's just too much. It's just, she's not the person that should have been picked to kind of move story and like call out little things because it comes across like even, so horribly, even with her, her and Justin, I like I felt say- like she's like, so you're going to pick up the kids now? Like, I'm going to do it. She's like smiling the whole time as she's saying this. Well, also her argument makes no sense. She's like, I'm so excited you're going back to work. And he's like, well, I'm really going to miss like, you know, being there with the kids. And he's like, you know, um, I'll be able to drop you guys off, but I probably won't also do pickup. And she's like, now you just expect me to do everything with the children. And I was like, I actually feel like that's 50, 50. One person drops off. One person picks up. Like, that seems like a a pretty fair ask. And I don't know, maybe it was some editing, but like we, I didn't, we didn't see anything where it was like Justin now saying like, Hey, Whitney, your career doesn't matter. But like, what was the point of giving him a cake? If you're like pissed, he's not going to be home to help you. Exactly. Like, I just, I don't know. It was just very, it was very bizarre. I also just laughed. Like, I feel like someone out there in the creator space, maybe either Opal, like, just be careful. It's like a housewife's favorite thing to fucking say. Those three words, just be careful. Anytime they're warning anyone about anyone, but really it can apply to all of them, in my opinion. Yeah, I I feel like all of them should be careful with one another, for sure. (laughs) Truly. Can we talk about Angie Kay's daughter being named Electra? With a K. I can't. I mean, listen, yes, do you. But when you name your child Electra, you're going to expect some comments. I'm sorry. It's all I thought of was Carmen Electra immediately is what came to my mind. But also I'm like, this isn't like a Marvel superhero, honey. Like, why are you naming your child Electra? If I was named Electra, I would tell people to call me Ellie. I would not go by Electra. I wouldn't let that. They would find out. Like, could you imagine the reveal of like, you've always been sweet Ellie. And they're like. (laughs) You're Electra. You're a stripper. I mean, I think strippers. I don't think anything positive with the name Electra. It's just a very, I don't know. It's just a very out there name. But it's just weird because what's her husband? Her husband and Angie have like very normal names is like his name's like dan or something yeah so it's like dan and angie and their daughter electra like it just is very odd but yeah yeah i mean right i'm sure she's a great person i hope you have you're gonna have to have a great personality with a name like electra i mean mean, that's putting a lot a lot lot of of pressure she was killing it in slaps though she was doing a great job so i mean get it electra get it e i feel like e like i would call her you'd be cute or yeah, I don't know. You Ellie. Can, I think Ellie. It's the only way you can go. You know what's so weird as I'm talking about this? I used to think North was such a strange name for like Northwest, but it like it's really suits di- her now. Yeah. I don't know. Like two directions. I don't know. I feel like the name North doesn't sound crazy if your last name wasn't West. Yeah, that's true. But it's like grown on me where it suits yeah. her. And I don't know that I could get there with Electra. But anyhow, let's talk about Heather. Heather got together with the girls. Um, they went skiing. And then afterwards... She shared that basically that her book has her book has as a result of writing her book, her ch- girls have been bullied called see you next Tuesday on the cookie platter. Like it doesn't seem very Mormon-esque. Like I think the whole thing is there's these Mormons that are upset with the way, you know, Heather's talked about the religion and all this stuff. 
I would, I don't know. I would think, um, I'm not an expert on, um, being Mormon, but I would imagine that one of their teachings is not bullying, pushing people into walls and using the phrase, see you next Tuesday. Like that's, I mean, I'm honestly blown away by how resilient her daughters are. And I don't know if they were putting the front because they were on camera, but they were so like, oh, they live, you know, rent free in my mind. I find it funny. Like they had the best attitude that you could possibly have in that situation. But again, I don't know if it's because of the cameras and they don't want to come across as like weak and crying and give more ammo to their bullies. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing just made me so sad. And I can see why Heather was like pushing her daughter when it came to colleges to like consider places other than BYU and outside of Utah, like basically like I want you to go be somewhere around people with maybe a little bit more of an open mind. Um, the whole, I don't know. The whole thing was really, it was really sad. Um, and I agree either the girls are really, really strong and it's sad at that age that they've already built up like that much character to be that strong or yeah, they were putting on a facade and either one oh, makes me sad. Um, so Let's pivot. Um, I feel like with Meredith, I love her because she's just like so random with the things that she's going to like really gravitate towards and like go hard on. Um, But and the things that like make her mad, but nothing like about her friendships and relationships with people makes sense. Like she's so quick to jump to like disliking you to liking you. Like I don't how are Lisa and Meredith good? We I don't know. I mean, where did this happen? And it's not being discussed. Like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, literally, you recalled her that said she fucked half of New York. And like, she's a whore. And she's you're like, a oh, whore. Good now. Like, what? And now they're good. Like, I, I mean, it seems to me it's like Meredith and her mind's like, well, she's the least of my concerns right now. Might as well get her to be kind of back on my side again. Yeah. Oh, she's kind of a good time. I mean, this is what makes Housewives so interesting because literally, when we all watched that season, with that infamous hot mic moment, I don't think any of us would have thought that those two would be on the terms that they are right now. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like we missed something. I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen it. I like to see like the reconciliation of like like, what conversation was had. I will say Shannon and Tamara definitely like reconciled quickly, but like in their conversation, it was like they both realized that they like the reason why they were so upset is because they cared so much. And it was like, OK, I get that. And like I get being able to move past that. They were also such good friends for such a long time. And we saw that for so long. But yeah, for this, I'm like, I have whiplash. What what happened here? And like, does that mean next season all of a sudden now Meredith is going to randomly hate Lisa again? Like what? Like, I don't I it's, need to have a better understanding. It's Yeah. So then we have another like opera ski party without the opera ski. <laughs> I also love that it was also French themed. Um, shout out to the Eiffel Tower, the cra- <laughs> the grapes. Like it's just like it was seemed like all over the place. The shot for, ski for a party planner, which is like what Lisa does, the Queen of Sundance. I expected a little more cohesiveness. Yeah, I was just like, okay, you just kind of threw this together, whatever. You're like, I love that. Like I could hear her just I love like, that for I, me. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love crepes. Like I could just totally hear her just saying that left and right. She's approving things. So before we get to the crux of the fight and the reveal, let's talk about the randomness of, of Mary and Monica. It is so random, but it's like I don't know why I love them as friends. And I think it's because like Monica just doesn't let anything Mary says bother her. Like if somebody told me 
you're a cute girl. I don't want to see you ruin it by eating too much. Like I'd be like, come again, bitch. Like what? You just shoveled a fish fillet sandwich from McDonald's down your, you know, throat not too long ago. And I didn't say anything to you. And my metabolism is much faster than yours because you're way older than me. But like Monica just sat there and was like, yeah, okay, thanks. Like, and just kept eating her crepe, like didn't let it bother her. And she said that like, she's just going to like force this friendship and she finds it comical. Like, wow. Like I, but I, but again, it makes me like Mary in these moments with her. Cause it is kind of funny. Like it is funny. Like Monica's in on the joke. Like she yeah. knows what she's doing. She's like, Mary's out there. She says what's on her mind. And I'm just going to like lean into it and just kind of embrace it. And it's just the merriness of it all. But it just I makes mean, me laugh that she like wants her friendship. I, it does. Um, and I think that's why like I enjoy it. But then I also like I loved that Heather like stood her ground on her. I mean, I, it was an ugly necklace, I will say. But when Mary is like, Heather, why did you wear that? What made you pick that necklace? And she's like, well, it matches with this and this. And she's like, it was the it was the wrong choice. First of all, why is Mary randomly like they've been together? Like this event didn't just start. Did she just notice the necklace and decide I'm just going to say it? But I love that Heather stood her ground with it. I think, I think not having Mary, I think they realized, okay, we kind of need her. And like you said, like she is like out there. You used to always call her an alien. And I do think she is kind of like, oh, she's still, she's definitely an alien. Um, like 100%. And she, I think, like, I don't know. I think people are just like, oh, she's like extraterrestrial. We're just not going to try to teach her how we like communicate as humans. It, it makes me laugh. I'm enjoying it. Maybe I'm in on the joke with Mary too, but I'm just accepting it and I'm taking it for, for what it is. And what she says, like, yeah, it's a little bit mean, but it's more just like unfiltered and it's just what she's thinking. It doesn't, it's not like She's not being like straight up hateful. Now, I do think we're going to get that when she tells her she looks inbred, but you know, I mean, she also like never misses an opportunity to diss Whitney. Oh, I saw her. I don't even remember what her diss was, but I think Mary has established in the group that she says what's on her mind. And you know, when it's an actual insult, your pornography versus why are you wearing that necklace? Like there's, (laughs) there's differences in her, in her uh, tact and her delivery there. Uh, Okay, let's talk about Whitney's horrible acting skills again. So she sits down with Monica and was like, I need to know, like, what what are the rumors that Meredith is referring to? Which, like, Meredith just said, says, like, do we want to go there? Like, do we want to talk about the husband? Like, you know, she didn't say, like, this is the rumor. She wasn't, like, spreading it. And the fact that Monica immediately knew the rumor makes me think, like, oh, okay. Like, a lot of people are in on this. This isn't, like, some big secret. But Whitney's like, when she's like, no, 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 no. Like, girl, why are you saying no? Like a hundred times you're shaking your head. Like, I don't know if you were like watching a soap opera and you're like, oh, I'm going to, this is how you should act. And then you had some shots, but like, it was just like such an overreaction to like, basically just being like, this is the rumor. And I will say, I was surprised that Meredith went there. And I talked about this with Natalie from causing a scene podcast that Meredith's big thing with Jen Shaw was outing Brooks and liking tweets that were hateful about his sexuality. And he had not defined his sexuality. It seems very hypocritical to then do the same thing to an, another person. Yeah. And also it's like, why are we still doing this on the show? Like, yeah. It's like the sucking dick at the roundup again, <laughs> all over the, again, like in, to some capacity, but Whitney, honey, I hope production, as they were watching her, they were like, okay, she's not, she can't move stories anymore. We can't have this girl try to get like the crux of what the rumor is because it's just so bad. Like, 
I don't even think I'm that good of an actress, but I think I can outact Whitney in that situation. Oh, yeah. I it was just I don't know. Girl, she's I don't know. Something's up with her. I and I'm not liking it and I tend to like Whitney only because we share the same birthday, so I always gave her some <laughs> points there, but right now I'm like, mm, something's something's not balanced, Miss Libra. But so then she then they tell so she finds out and they tell Angie K and Angie K's like, "What? What?" And um They get it. I mean, that's kind of the cliffhanger. But not only that, I almost forgot. We had an altercation between Monica and Lisa talking about the materialistic. And you're a materialistic bitch. Well, look at the room. Everyone's in bomb. Everyone's materialistic. You know, like, just like your stuff. And Monica's like, I'm in Steve Madden and Zara. Yeah. Yeah. I just think Whitney, or not Whitney, I think Lisa in that situation should have just been like, yeah, I like nice shit. I work hard for it, and I like it. Like, And that's it. I think that was Monica's point. Yeah. I think she should have just said, yeah, I realized like, I, I went on and on about an expensive ring. It just it meant a lot to me. Um, I do have a lot of nice things, and I've worked hard for it. Like, yeah, the, the, it doesn't need to be a big thing. I don't like to how she like keeps relating it back to this, like, I don't like they're trying to make I feel like they're trying to make it a bigger thing like about like middle class and like wealth. It's like, God, like, let's not make it that it doesn't need to be that deep and and that heavy. It's just you were kind of annoying about your $60,000 ring and you're a little bit materialistic. And yeah, that's like, yeah, I am like, (laughs) I mean, I always say like, you're my bougiest friend. And like, you're like, yeah, I like nice things. Like, you don't ever be like, I'm not bougie. No, like, you're like, no, I'm a bougie bitch. And I like my stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I fully own it. I fully embrace it. I'm well aware. But I love Target too. But no, yeah. no I'm sounding like Lisa. No, I'm not materialistic. No, but I'm like, thinking I about mean, other people all yeah. the time. <laughs> I mean, we've got a friend who is a Maxinista and she owns that too. And that's okay. Like, I, Yeah, absolutely. So yes, just own it, Lisa. Like Lisa Run, I used to say, just own yeah. it. But another great week of Salt Lake. I'm looking forward to this showdown between Meredith and Angie K, although she scares me, I do enjoy an activated Meredith. Uh, I mean, let's hope the accent comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope it comes out. One area, though, you do not want to see activation is with your kids and with mealtime. If you have ever had a toddler, you know how tough it can be. It seems like what they tell you they want for dinner in the morning and when it comes time for dinner, it changes and having a lot of options and easy go-tos with just snacks and meals makes such a big difference, which is why we love Little Spoon so much. We've been talking about this for a while, but we've been using it for months and I just can't get over how much easier it has made even just like the after school snack time with me. Some of my kids' favorite snacks are the veggie loops, their chickpea based crunchy snacks. Uh, they have different flavors. Pizza Licious has been the favorite with my family, um, but they have a sweeter version with pancake party and mac and cheese. The few fruit rippers are appealable fruit snack um, that kids love. The oat bakes are really good. The smoothies are so great to just take on the go. They come in a pouch. Um, I like to keep them in the freezer and then you can throw them in your diaper bag, purse, whatever bag it is. Um, And then whenever you get to where you're going, because it's been so ungodly hot for the fall lately, uh, it's still cold. And so I just, 
those are just some, some of the favorites within my family. Um, their meals are great too. And with everything, it's just fresh, delicious, and it's made with the cleanest and highest quality ingredients. And best of all, it comes right to your door. No need to spend a lot of time at multiple grocery stores. It's flexible, easy, and everything stores right in the fridge or freezer. I pick the menu and change it up based on what I want each time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. I love it. My kids love it. The grandparents love it. A huge win-win-win for my family, and it can be for yours too. So make meals and snacks a little less chaotic and more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash realmoms and enter our code realmoms at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash real moms and enter our code real moms for 30% off at checkout. Oh, Roni, Roni, Roni. Oh, I'm curious what you have to say after that. Loved parts and didn't like parts. And I actually feel like it started on a high and just kind of slowly went down. I there's just something about Bryn that is just so endearing and likable. I don't know if I've ever met a housewife that's just so likable in pretty much every scene. Yeah, she's, I think she knows how to turn it on. But I think what makes Bryn so appealing is the layers behind Bryn. Like her upbringing, um, her loving antique books, like this interesting hobby. Like she's a will, really well-read her engagements, like her story, there's a lot there behind the smile and like the flirtiness that she has. But I think Sonia and Lou need to be careful because could you imagine (laughs) Bryn and um, Jenna like going across America and doing like a show together? They would, I mean, that would be the next duo that I would say sign them up. Like they would be hilarious. Bryn as a wing woman, like was so like just great for Jenna. And I like how Jenna was like, the best thing is like, Bryn is so obviously straight. So I don't have to worry about someone, you know, approaching her or like she could really like, she was really there for Jenna and helping her. I mean, she picked a very attractive woman for Jenna Yes, too. but also like if I were Jenna, I would have been so like, uncomfortable by how aggressive she was of like here write her number I'm, broker, I'm brokering this deal but i but also like i would have loved it because i'm like they got the number quickly yes that's true so i i love seeing that i especially loved seeing her in the antique bookstore i'm i want to know of her proposals of anyone used an antique book so um, in their proposal if not i think that's going to be her like really the key to her heart are you going to send this to Shep so he knows how to no. her? <laughs> I mean, if anyone would do it, Shep would be the type because he's really into books. But no. I mean, Shep is surprisingly away. well read for being. Exactly. He's like yeah. I mean, he's, he's like the Dawson's Creek of Southern Charm. Like he's yeah. always using big words. But um, let's talk about Aaron and Abe and threesomes. It, I don't. It was very unexpected. I didn't. I guess, you know, I didn't. Ex- I wasn't thinking that they have discussed um, what they would do do to keep the marriage fresh if they need to. Um, It was an interesting approach to using a gay man um, for Aaron. I don't know. The whole thing, I was like, this is a weird conversation to be having with a couple that you really haven't gone on a lot of couples dates with. Like, I feel like, like you and I and our husbands, we like, we've known each other for, you know, 10 plus years. And so that like, we will joke about like, wife swapping, you know, sometimes like (laughs) when we've been drinking and stuff. 
Um, but I don't think we'd be like, yeah, so Kevin and I have been talking about threesomes and we think that when it comes time to it, it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just not that sexually open with my, I also just think, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different kind of icebreaker, but also like the men, like if they hadn't had sex in a year, like I'm going to leave Jessel alone. Like, I think they all forget what it was like to have very small children. And I highly doubt they're getting it in as often as they're portraying it out to me, but it was just like a funny conversation, um, with them. Let's talk about Jessel and Pabit. I am obsessed with these two. I'm now, I don't know what Jessel's fans are called, but I enjoy this delusion. Oh, yeah. What should, they, what should they be? Jessel's vessels. Like, I don't know. That's horrible. That sounds kind of sexual. That's hor- I know it does sound sexual, but I <laughs> just love this Delulu queen. I just think she's, I'm kind of getting her more and her sense of humor. And I love, like, you guys hear me say this all the time. Delusion is my number one favorite characteristic in The Housewife. And she embodies She's also a bit of an oddball. Like, she's not a full-on Mary, but she is socially awkward for sure. Um, And so I think there's some of that, like, it's relatable because who hasn't said something that they regret and they, like, replay the conversation? I don't. Yeah. And so I think, like, with some of the things that she said with the women and it's, like, created more drama, you can relate to it and you empathize because you're like, oh, I've been in a situation where I've said something and people, like, pick at it and you're like, that's not what I meant. And, like... You know, why is everyone just picking at every little like fact of my story? But I do think that her relationship, Pavit, like is um, I thought the going to Vietnam thing was a little odd, but I do. I don't think that there's like infidelity there. I do think they have a great marriage. I think he's also very understanding of the fact that like why it took so long maybe for them. I'm sure he wished it would have been sooner um, that they would have, you know, been able to have sex but I don't know he seemed like he was like kind of being like a little playful when she was starting to be a little bit more aggressive like he I don't know I thought it was cute I appreciated them like sharing that moment it seemed like authentic it seemed like authentic to like a real life marriage of people we know I also have never heard of a mileage run have you it's I mean I don't know if I'm just not in the like the one percent or whatever they're at but have you ever heard of people taking mileage runs like that term no, I remember when I, well, I'm still in sales, but when I was in a role where we like all had to travel like a ton, um, I remember people telling me that they would take flights with like more connections to get more points and more like segments, but like, cause they, they're like, oh, I'm like, you know, chasing platinum, but I never heard them called mileage runs to get like more miles. I, it was weird. It's just like, I just make it to me laugh. And she's like, yeah, it's like no big deal. Like he's just going to Vietnam to get a sandwich and he'll truly be right back. And I'm like, okay, it's still kind of weird, but whatever, whatever. I'll give it to him because he genuinely seems like he likes food. We saw him talking about that. that, Yeah. It's uh, on his Instagram. Like he loves the the chicken and how spicy can they make it? So I, I get it. I mean, he's at a French restaurant asking for hot sauce and I, Loved that because I, um, for being Polish and Irish, people are always surprised by this. I love spice. Like when I go to like an Indian restaurant, I will say I want it so spicy that I'm almost going to break a sweat. Oh my God. How does your butt handle that? Like literally I cannot do that. that People have asked me that. Um, I are like, you know, Tara who like doesn't hold anything back. She's like asked me numerous times. Like, do you have like spicy, like poops I, I don't i maybe I mean, I'm, this is definitely tmi but i think i can do spice but i cannot for that reason like it's yeah. not a pleasant experience but I, it turns out it happens to some people and it ha- doesn't happen yeah. to others but someone who i feel like 
needs to just take a shit because they have so much up their ass is Sai. So Sai is sitting like Teddy Mellencamp. I almost had an accent there. Teddy Mellencamp. Uh, Teddy okay. Mellencamp yeah. waiting for Jessel to arrive. She orders a drink. She's like immediately annoyed off, like very upset. Jessel tries to legit clear the air. I was like, I want you to know I wasn't trying to compare. And then she's trying to like genuinely like open up. Like, I think this is Jessel's way of trying. You may not like it, but she's genuinely yeah. trying. And I think it's weird how Sai continues to shut her down. I think Sai, like the second she was like walked in, Sai was like, I'm, I'm going to make her pay. And I think she was just so annoyed with her being late. And I think she should have said that. I think Jessel was like thinking about it. Like it's a Friday lunch. She probably thought that like, Sai wasn't going to have anything else in the afternoon that they were going to like have a couple drinks. It was going to be like a longer, more like casual, fun lunch. And Sai was thinking of it as like, this is my lunch break. I have an hour that I have to go do X, Y, and Z. Like it was very like, um, more like of a business day for her. And so it seemed like they just didn't, weren't on the same page. And I don't excuse being 44 minutes late though, and not sending a text. She could have said. Absolutely. She could have sent a text very much. A hundred percent. I would have like borderline walked out. I would have been annoyed and pissed as well for all the reasons that you listed. But also I think she didn't need to come in so hot at her. I also think, I don't know. I've been trying so badly to like sigh one because she's Afro Latina representation is important to me. I also followed her before, but something's just not clicking. I just feel like there's a couple of things. If I were to give her pointers, one, stop trying so hard. Two, get the stick out of your ass and like have fun. Three, it's not that deep. Yeah, I felt like so as someone who has lost a parent, I will say there is nothing more annoying than when somebody will use a person who's not as close as a parent and like compare that loss. Like when people are like, oh, I know how you're feeling. I was devastated when my grandma died. I'm like, well, like we all know our grandparents are probably gonna die when we're younger like that's just a like there's another generation you still have your parents so like and I I have had friends who've lost kids and I will always say like I don't know that level of loss and hurt but I know what loss feels like and so I'm here for you and I can empathize with that and I think that's the other thing that's missing from Sai is like the empathy so yes like I get that it's annoying that Jessel's saying like she was so heartbroken about her uncle but she's not saying it's the same she very quickly said it's not the same as losing a mom But when you talked about your mom, it was really hard for me because she felt like she could have done more to save her uncle. I feel like Sai should have been a little bit more sympathetic and not like, don't cry. It's fine. You're not comparing yourself. Our stories are totally different. And I'm going to go check. It was just like, whoa. Like, I feel like if you've lost someone you're close to, you would be able to at least have some sympathy for someone. And I would imagine losing someone to addiction and being able to relate to like that is like a whole different level. And so, like, just the anger and the blame and all of like the stages, I would have expected side have been a little bit more empathetic and not so. Yeah. Cold. Just like, but like, uh, use that as a moment to bond over. Like it sucks. Addiction yeah. is horrible. Look, at I didn't you know, know that your uncle went through that. I could understand yes. why you didn't want to share more about your story. And maybe too, as a defense mechanism, like she said, like, girl, it took a lot for me to talk about my mom. I don't want to talk about her again. And like, then, then say that. Say like, hey, I don't want to, this is re- like, this cuts a, like this puts salt in a deep wound for me. And I am really sorry. But like right now I 
I can't have this conversation, but I'm really sorry you went through that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not like some people are like, no, have her come back. Like, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Let's give her that sandwagon. Like, listen, you have to have people you don't like on a show because it adds to the drama. And hence why we're talking about it. Like, so I'm not there with Cy, but I'm also like, God damn it. Like, I was rooting for you. And you're really fucking this up. Also, Friday drinks at lunchtime is totally normal. Justin yeah. was not out of line. I thought Sai like looked at her like she was crazy. It's not the but, weekend. I was like, but cool. I'm like, no, Friday as, is. It's as a start. Two working women. Yes. Friday to me at like a Friday lunch, everyone has like a cocktail, maybe a beer. I, I mean, I've done it on a Tuesday lunch, to be honest. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm just like, come on, get the stick out of your ass, side. That's that's. She wasn't saying topic. like, let's get hammered, but like, she's like, oh, are you gonna have a drink? I, yeah, yeah. It's just like, let's start the weekend, but whatever. Um, now we come to the part of our show where we give our shout out. I'm going to give my shout out to the Bravo Gods because we've been blessed with so many trailers in a short amount of time. Beverly Hills, uh, Potomac, Miami. These are all, we're in a renaissance, as Lucy on the Ground says with Housewives. I think I'm so excited for these um, upcoming seasons. And we're going to break down our thoughts on those trailers in our headline episode. But I just feel like they're keeping us fed. The promo content is amazing. I'm just very excited about it all. Who's your shout out? Um, my shout out is going to be a little different. I am giving my shout out um, to all the parents of children with Down syndrome. October is Down syndrome awareness month. Um, and it is something close to my heart. I had the amazing opportunity of interning for Special Olympics when I was in college. And I just got to learn so much about just the wide range of Down syndrome, the parents, like how just amazing you are at not only just advocating for your children, but normalizing like playing with sports and trying to integrate them into as much of like a standard school um, environment as possible. And so uh, I just want to give a shout out to all of the parents of children with Down syndrome. You are doing an amazing job. And I love seeing all of the progress that's been made with more actors and actresses with Down syndrome and like in Target and movies. Um, so um, just something for people to be aware of as you're thinking about in October. Abby always has the heart and I have like, (laughs) like the nonsense. Well, we're always off. Like if like, I will probably come in and like next week, my shout out will be to like condoms or something dumb and yours will be very heartfelt. So I mean, yeah, we're always off. That's very true. But it's a little bit of something for everybody. Okay. You guys know your time. What I'm about to say, BravoCon is now less than a month away. Mm. And we are so close to a thousand reviews. Currently, right now, I see 887. Please, please, please do your part. Leave us five stars or a written review. Shout out to Amanda1120. Love this podcast. It's like talking with girlfriends. Um, this is a Mr. Dr. Well, I don't know if it's Mr. Dr. M-R-D-R-C-H man. Um, thank you so much. I'm glad that we can help you get some tasks done while you listen to us. Um, Celtic Mama, thank you so much. So please, please, please help us reach this goal. We have a lot to celebrate while we're in BravoCon, and we want this to be definitely be one of them. Um, and you know what? Now, this is a part where you really get to decide how you want to have your day. Make it a good day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.